I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Wow. I am truly amazed at what this is all turning into. I never would have imagined I would find an incredible community of glory holes by publicly asking how to block my neighbor's camera. Yes, my fan base has been dubbed glory holes, which I think is a perfect representation of me. No, I have never partaken in any actual glory hole, but I'm all about normalizing things that people see as being different. A glory hole is unconventional and unique. I can be described as the same. There are so many people like me out there, but we walk around feeling ashamed of our too muchness, burying it down deep, and never connecting with like-minded individuals. I'm gonna be honest, I was feeling pretty down this week. But the Bertha community, Bertha's my basin, keep up. The Bertha community on TikTok was there to support me. I was so touched and wanted to share the love. So I created a Facebook group for my fellow glory holes to connect with each other. I have to apologize, I did not realize how awkward it would be to search for the group, but look up Glory Holes, in parentheses, Basin Warriors, and you'll find us. The love and support that this group has already is overwhelming, and I honestly get choked up over it. Kyle keeps making fun of me, freaking jerk. My entire life, I have dreamed of finding a community of people that may not agree on everything, but can still respect and support their fellow humans. And that's exactly what the glory holes are. All right, on to the real topic of today's episode. My free-spirited, eccentric, and fabulous grandmother, Marlene. I don't even know where to begin with her. I have so many stories, but I'm going to tell you the ones that are in my personal Hall of Fame. Let's start with Marlene's backstory. She is the oldest of five, with two younger brothers and two younger sisters. When Marlene was around 13 years old, her parents went through an ugly divorce. Sure seems like every person who brings the world sunshine has something traumatic in their past. Marlene married Paul Shamrock, my dashing grandfather, in 1965. They have three children, my mom being the only girl sandwiched in between two brothers. Before retiring, Marlene was a registered nurse. She primarily worked in the hospital emergency room and has tons of stories from that experience. Most of them involve people shoving random objects up their ass and getting it stuck. My favorite one is the time she shined a light up a man's rectum and there was a light shining back at her. It's important to know that my grandmother has her own style. She truly marches to the beat of her own drum. She is only about five feet, two inches, and somewhat round. Don't worry, she'll laugh at that. Marlene's signature hair color is a vibrant auburn, and her hair texture, well, let's just say I refer to her as Kramer from Seinfeld. My grandmother enjoys wearing clothing that is bedazzled, has cutouts, or a combination of both. 
Some of her ensembles have even been see-through, like the outfit she wore for family pictures on a vacation in Tennessee. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know that my mom was a single mother when I was born. We lived with my grandparents for the first year or so of my life, and they have always been extremely involved. I truly think of them as a second set of parents. My grandmother's mother was from Romania, so as a child, she told me that our family was actually from Transylvania, Romania. She convinced me she was a psychic witch, and that she had a crystal ball that would tell her if I was lying or not. Listen, I know I'm a little crazy, but to this day, I still somewhat believe her. My grandma has always been very in tune with her intuitive side, something I've inherited from her, and she seems to know a lot of things before they happen. She also believes in ghosts, but she believes they're all good and left on Earth to protect their loved ones. Here's a little ghost story for you. When Marlene was a young mother, there was a night where she struggled getting the kids to bed. Raise your hand if you know that feeling all too well. She sat outside her son's bedroom, waiting for him to fall asleep, when a figure appeared. Marlene was very close with an aunt of hers, Catherine, who I'm actually named after. My middle name is Kay. Aunt Catherine had passed not too long before this paranormal incident, and she had a beautiful green silk nightgown that my grandma absolutely loved. So Marlene was sitting in the hall outside her son's room when a figure carrying her Aunt Catherine's silk nightgown walked towards her. My grandma claims the figure was Aunt Catherine, that Aunt Catherine saw her struggling and wanted to lift her spirits. So she brought her the nightgown she had always loved. After telling me this story as a child, Marlene showed me the silk nightgown. I about shit a brick. The jury is still out on whether this actually took place or if my grandma is just one hell of a storyteller. When I was eight years old, my grandma taught me what the word kinky meant. She has always been as open and honest with me as possible. She's the type of guardian that would encourage me not to close my eyes during sex scenes in movies. My mom would get mad, and Marlene would say, It's natural. We shouldn't shame and hide everything. This is something that has stuck with me in my own parenting journey. It's important to set appropriate boundaries with your children, yes. But we shouldn't lie and shame something that is completely natural. And I'm not just talking about intimacy. She was the first person I told when I lost my virginity. I thought she would lecture me about how young I was. But she instead asked me if I was okay and if it felt good. Don't do it if it doesn't feel good physically or emotionally, Samantha. My grandmother taught me what kinky meant during what she and I refer to as the feather duster fiasco. I don't remember who bought all the feather dusters, but someone found a sale, purchased a bunch, and passed them out at a family gathering at my grandparents' house. Marlene started to get a little frisky with the feather duster, sliding her hand up and down the fluffy shaft and tickling her own rear end with it. My uncle exclaimed, Mom's getting kinky with the duster. Eight-year-old Sam Sham asked what kinky meant. Everyone laughed and told me I'd find out when I was older. Except for Marlene. Come here, I'll tell you, honey. 
She invited me to curl up next to her, and she explained all about different quirks and kinks and how it's okay as long as you're of age and consenting. Something I firmly believe in today. Growing up, I was a competitive dancer and had the opportunity to travel the country competing. In the summer of 2001, I was 10 years old and invited to compete in Atlantic City, New Jersey. My mom was six months pregnant, so my grandma decided to tag along for the trip to help out. There were five of us total, my grandma, my mom, my stepsister, my little brother, and me. My mom had booked a hotel room prior and had told the front desk we would arrive in the evening. Well, traffic is a thing. Once we hit a jam, my mom called the hotel to tell them we would be there later than expected, but we were still on our way. The hotel confirmed they would hold our room. We made it to the hotel around midnight, grabbed our luggage, and headed inside. The front desk informed us that we were too late and they had given our room away. They were completely booked up and now they were turning us away. Marlene asked how they could throw a pregnant woman, an old lady, and three children on the streets. Yeah, I get my dramaticness from her as well. Luckily, Marlene is a gambling gal and had some points at the Caesars Palace. We were able to get a great room in a much nicer hotel. We enjoyed our trip. We enjoyed our trip. But on the way out of New Jersey, Marlene decided she wanted to stop at the hotel that denied us and messed with us. I'm sorry. I'm going to spend a lot of time laughing to get through these stories. Sorry. So my grandma wanted to stop at the hotel that had turned us away. My mom, sister, and brother waited in the car. And I went into the lobby with my grandma. She asked the front desk clerk for a manager. How caring of her. The clerk told us to have a seat while she retrieved them. We sat in a corner, watching and waiting. Then, my grandma had a brilliant idea. She slipped her hand inside her purse, pulled out a white napkin, unraveled it, and there lay three smelt fish. Yes, actual fish that I guess were left over from her lunch. And my grandma, like any other normal human being, thought they would make a great late night snack for a future time. So she pulled out these fish and told me she had a plan. While she spoke with the manager, she wanted me to hide the fish in the pot of plants that decorated the hotel lobby. In her mind, the fish would stink up the place and they would have no clue where it was coming from. It all happened so fast, I just did what I was told. The manager came out and my grandma spun the dramatically false tale of how the stress they caused our family days prior caused her pregnant daughter, my mom, to go into early labor at only six months pregnant. (laughs) Concurrently, While Marlene performed her theatrics, 10-year-old Sam Sham was darting around hiding fish in the lobby decor. When I finished, we booked it out of there as fast as we could. On the way home from Atlantic City, my mom and grandma decided to take us to see New York City for a few hours. We spent so much time driving around trying to find the Empire State Building that it quickly became night. We ended up getting lost in some sketchy as hell part of town, 
My sister and I refer to it as the Bronx, but I don't actually know if it was the Bronx. We were 10 and had no clue what the hell we were talking about. Marlene was driving us in her giant maroon van. Yes, she had a van that matched her hair. And you should have seen, you should have seen this small round woman climb up into this giant van that she had forever. Oh, sorry. Oh, I can get so, so sidetracked talking about this woman. Anyway, Marlene was driving us in her giant maroon van and pulled into a gas station to ask for directions. Once she pulled in, a very large gentleman, wearing only a pair of overalls with one strap undone, approached my grandma's window. She rolled the window down, and he asked if we need any help. Marlene replied that we could use directions to the Empire State Building. The man smiled, said no problem, and began giving directions. Once he was finished, Marlene thanked him and reached for the gear shift. That's when the man firmly placed his hand on the window opening and said, That'll be 40 bucks. My grandma laughed with disbelief and asked, Excuse me? He says, Look, lady, this is what I do for a living. The gas station lets me work out here if I cut them in. So, 20 for me, 20 for them. My little Kramer-esque grandmother looked at her pregnant daughter beside her, back at her three grandchildren who were seconds away from shitting their pants, and then once again at the man. She reached into the middle compartment, pulled out $4, and threw it at him. He looked at it and asked, What's this? Marlene responded, $4, two for you, two for the station. I use credit cards. And she peeled out of that lot faster than you can say glory hole. The directions actually were like half wrong too, by the way. Needless to say, that was one wild trip. There was only one other thing on the planet that my grandmother loved as much as her family, and that was her long-haired chihuahua, Peppy. That thing was a tiny gremlin that only liked Marlene and never shut the hell up. But that dog was her baby. Peppy was in her early teens at the time of her passing a few years ago. My grandma was absolutely devastated and realized she wanted to have Peppy preserved. Now you must keep in mind that this dog was old for its breed, had missing teeth, and straggly hair. I had no desire to look at this thing stuffed. Marlene couldn't afford taxidermy right away, so she decided to freeze Peppy's body. However, my grandpa wouldn't let her put the dog in their freezer. So... My grandma showed up at my mom's house and pleaded with her to keep Peppy's body in her freezer. My mom agreed. For months, my mom had her mother's chihuahua's body inside her freezer, just chilling next to the Klondike bars. Eventually, my mom moved into her boyfriend's house, and they relocated Peppy to the deep freezer in his basement. Peppy was frozen for a few years before my grandfather decided the preservation would never happen, and he buried her in their own backyard. It's clear my grandpa's life would be mundane without such an eccentric wife. Gee, that sounds like someone else I know. All our lives would not be the same without Marlene and them. And this past winter, we got a taste of what that would be like. Around Christmas last year, 2021, Marlene caught the COVID-19 virus. 
on New Year's Eve, a few hours before midnight, my grandmother's oxygen fell to 60%. My grandpa called an ambulance, and as she was being wheeled away on the gurney, Marlene asked him to fix her a plate of shrimp for the ride. I don't know how this woman was still able to form words at this point, let alone request a road trip snack. Due to hospital overcrowding with the new COVID variant, my grandma stayed in the emergency department for three days until she needed an emergency intubation. Marlene spent six weeks on a ventilator and remained completely sedated for most of the duration. We anticipated the worst and began preparing ourselves for life without our fearless matriarch. When one day, I can't even explain what happened, but one day she was just better. Currently, it is August of 2022, and Marlene is doing well. She has been home since May and is getting stronger every day. One of my grandma's favorite things is seeing me perform on stage. When she was sick, I was heartbroken, thinking that she would never have that opportunity again. However, just a few weeks following her hospitalization, there she was, sitting just a few rows back, attending my production of Hair. When the show was over for the night, I hugged my grandma, we both cried, and she said, This is it, Samantha. This is why I survived. Marlene always says how lucky she is to have been blessed with three children, nine grandchildren, and eight and a half great-grandchildren. There's still one brewing. Don't worry, not mine. I closed up shop after Blair. Four C-sections were plenty for me. Marlene likes to boast about her family, but she doesn't realize that we're the lucky ones to have her. My grandmother taught me strength, courage, and resilience. But most importantly... She taught me to never dim my light, to keep shining bright, because the world needs more passionate and fierce women like us. I found a quote that I think fits with this story, and I wanted to share it with you. Forgive me, I can't pronounce the author's name. But it says, Whatever music you beat on your drum, there is someone who can dance to it. Oh, I love that so much. Whatever music you beat on your drum, there is someone who can dance to it. It's true and so important to remember. Some people may not like the music your drum plays, and that's okay. They can go dance with someone else. Your people, the right people, will find you and will cherish every note you resonate. Before I end today's episode... I need to add a shameless plug for the current show I'm working on. The Millennial Theater Project's production of Reefer Madness, on stage in Akron, Ohio, and choreographed by yours truly, opens next Friday, August 19th, 2022, and runs until Saturday, September 3rd. Reefer Madness is a musical satire of the 1936 propaganda film and cult classic, Reefer Madness. Well, I will be in the audience for this one, you can enjoy the incredible talent of my sisters, Francine and Ivy, who you may have seen a time or two on my TikTok page. Tickets can be purchased on Ticketmaster or by calling the box office at 330-253-2488. And who knows, you may even run into me one night. 
Again, a huge thank you to all of my supporters. Find us on Facebook, find me on TikTok, YouTube, whatever platform you use, I'm probably there. Except Twitter. I don't freaking get Twitter. Anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys really lift me up. I hope you enjoyed learning all about my grandma and you remember the important lesson she taught. Catch you next time, glory holes.